Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We're here with Tom Tillis again. Uh, Tom, first of all, I want to I sincerely say that uh, our prayers are with you. I, I'm so impressed with the way you dealt as a role model in getting the diagnosis of prostate cancer and how you're also helping educate other people on how to deal with it. And I really do commend you for that. But now let's talk politics. <laughs> was, that, was that crass enough? That was perfect. <laughs> Well, and, and let me jump in for one second because I'll kind of morph the two of them together. The last question on the uh, the cancer diagnosis front, I'm curious, U.S. Senator Tom Tillis, what does this mean, uh, this announcement earlier this week, and we know about the surgery next week, what does it mean for you as a senator and your day-to-day operations for the, uh, the foreseeable future? How will it affect what happens in Washington for you? Well, uh, I think the, if the procedure goes as the vast majority do, I should be back at work the week after next, uh, I'll take uh, probably a day or two for rehab and then continue the, the virtual existence that we all have now and then um, move on back to the uh, Senate chambers the week after next. And I suppose because it is a 50-50 tie, to be crass, some of your colleagues are going, when are you coming back? We need you. I mean, that's just that's a fact, right? Yeah, but I, you know, I planned it. Uh, the whole timing of it. I didn't want to do it sooner. We had Voterama. <clears throat> we had the COVID uh, nineteen bill coming before us, so I planned all that into it. Those were critical votes that I needed to be there. And, and quite honestly, you know, unless uh, unless we have some sort of complication, uh, I can be back even as part of my rehab. But fully expect to get back and be there. Uh, we've got this. Uh, so-called infrastructure packets. It's really a $2 trillion tax increase that uh, Biden administration's putting on. We've got to be there to, to fight that or try and make it less bad. They're going to use reconciliation. That's a simple majority, 51 votes with Harris in the chair breaking the tie. Uh, so I've got to be there for that, and I will be there for that. So uh, you went to uh, the border last week with a delegation, including uh, Carolina's own Lindsey Graham and uh, uh, Senator Cruz and others, tell us, give us a behind the scenes, what it was like. What did you see that we're not hearing about? It was horrific. We first went, you've seen the pictures where they're processing just about a half a mile from the Rio Grande uh, River, the uh, the flow of illegal immigrants. And you've got babies uh, laying on the ground, basically, at midnight, uh, processing them. You go to the Rio Grande, and right across the river, uh, less than a football field away, you've got the human traffickers yelling, we're coming, and uh, taunting Border Patrol and a delegation of 18 senators. Uh, You get on our side, and the, the Biden administration has literally got arrows about 20 feet from the river's edge is an arrow pointing you in the direction once you cross the river of how you can go and be processed. So we took, we were told that we couldn't take cameras. We said noted, and uh, we brought out all our phones and tried to do what the press has been unable to do is report this. We went to the Donner facility, should have about 250 to 300 people in it. It's got about 4,000. Uh, I, I witnessed and took videos of the COVID testing. They have a courtyard where they had probably 100 
young men out there sitting in lines. They're, they're testing them 15 at a time. Then the Border Patrol agent goes and marks off the ones who have COVID. They go back into the corner. The other ones uh, get back in the line, and they're all co-mingled. Uh, they're, they're spreading COVID. They've got other diseases, uh, uh, scabies, lice. I mean, the situation is dire. And I went down to the border in 2019 after the court decision caused that crisis, which President Trump ultimately solved. Uh, it bears no resemblance to the conditions there. Uh, they had holding facilities that were packed with people who were particularly potentially dangerous, but the family facilities were light years away from what I saw last week. And it's only increasing. And and what happens to these kids once they're released? I mean, the pressure on our health care system, our human services conditions, our education system, they're not even talking what happens a month or two or a year from now on the pressure on infrastructure, social infrastructure in America. That That's true. But I tell you, the most disturbing part that I heard were the what they call gotaways. These are the ones that got across the border and evade at Border Patrol. There are two groups of people that are coming across. The, the largest group wants to get to a Border Patrol agent as quickly as possible. They likely do not have a criminal background. Uh, they probably have a minor with them. They're getting processed and moved through that. That bridge process is an eight-hour process. And I'm sure everybody on the other side of the river knows it'll be an inconvenience for eight hours. And then you'll go to the uh, Donner facility, the Donna facility. But what's frightening are the hundreds that are coming across every day that are getting away. The board, the, uh, the the human traffickers and the drug traffickers have this play that they run every single night. They will surge about forty or fifty illegal immigrants to Border Patrol to tie up Border Patrol. And then a half a mile away, there's another group that are either people with criminal background records or drugs that are actually getting away and getting into the country. There are millions of doses of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine that are getting through while this border crisis is playing out, poisoning, killing people, making Hispanic communities more dangerous because gang members, they've already apprehended 60 confirmed gang members since the first part of the year. Many others are getting through. This is a dangerous public health and public safety crisis that, President Biden and Vice President Harris owns. Well, what's Vice President Harris done? Because now they seem to be backing off that she's in charge. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she wants it. And it's probably because she knows that under the current policies, it can't be solved. I mean, we have just opened the gates and, and incidentally, literally opened the gates. We saw sections of wall where they had these gates and they say they have no power. So if they're closed, they can't open. And if they're open, they can't close. Um, they had uh, plans for a lot of technology to come in after you built the structure, fiber optics, ground sensors, so you could see uh, people approaching the border, uh, cameras. None of that infrastructure has been enabled. It's all been halted. And even worse, there's a levee system that they've taken down the levees. They were going to replace it with a combination levee wall. Uh, we're coming into hurricane season. There's an area down there where the work has stopped, including the flood control work that was a part of the border uh, wall strategy. I've been there, you know, when I was on Homeland Security under Bush years ago uh, after 9-11. And it's just, you know, we might as well open up customs at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. What's the difference? Just let people walk on off the plane with anything they want. 
Well, that's some that you know they uh, the the president relaxed uh, Title Forty Two, which was allowing us to close the borders uh, because of the pandemic, and they've reduced that restriction for uh, uh, some of the flow for the uh, for the unaccompanied minors. Uh, so they're coming through, and you can't turn them back. President Trump implemented that, which effectively let us seal the border. Uh, so now we've got a surge of COVID cases com- coming across the border. Uh, those folks are being transferred to uh, uh, non-government organizations and going into the community. And, and again, you know, Pat, I'll tell you, the thing that was amazing to me, I, I was moved to tears when I saw this, uh, the conditions under the bridge. Mm. But then we were asking some of the parents or, or some of the adults, uh, why are you here? And they all answered the question with almost exactly the same words that the human traffickers told them to qualify for an asylum court. 90%, almost 90% of the cases that go before an immigration court determine that the, the, the person claiming asylum has no valid claim. But they say that so that they get into the system. 90% of them are deemed not to have a valid asylum claim. But by that point, they're in the shadows of the U.S. government and they don't respond uh, to a court and deportation uh, order. Wow. 